Thanks, everybody, for tuning into the short thing here on Monday, September 14th, as only two games left in week one of the NFL season. So we got the Cowboys game to talk about, lots to talk about in the first game of the Mike McCarthy era. And then we go around the NFL as well. The Stars are on the verge of the Stanley Cup final as they hold a 3-1 league against the Vegas Golden Knights. So we'll talk a little bit about that and who knows what else we'll talk about on this episode today but thanks everybody for tuning in you can check us out on spotify apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio radio podcast app at the short thing as well so thanks for checking us out there you can go back and listen to all the old episodes there uh we did one with the wet corn fairy caddy colton heisey who plays uh, uh professional cornhole he's also caddying in the u.s open this week because his player, Grayson Sid, got in the U.S. Open, so kind of timely to go check that out there. But, Ryan, how was uh, how was your weekend? Man, I'll tell you what, pretty damn good. That's I we, imagine why. I know why. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, Saturday was fine. It was good. Uh, I don't even remember what I did Saturday. Uh, just a little baseball, you know, usual stuff. Yesterday we had some really good baseball. Uh played my 14s and then i'm assisting with the 18s our 18 year old team uh which has a bunch of we have a kid on there that's a tcu commit right now but he's hoping he's getting drafted in the first first couple rounds two or three rounds so it's uh you know kind of cool to be around some some guys that have some pro prospects there but uh yeah i'm sure we'll get into it but uh, it was a pretty good weekend uh starting around uh i guess probably around 1 30 or 2 yesterday yeah uh yeah, that's good there. I didn't really – I just watched the first half of the games, and after that I didn't really catch any of the football until uh, the Cowboys game started at 7 o'clock last night. I was I was uh, playing golf with the scumbag cheater who's a Cubs and Steelers fan, so can't really expect anything less than that. What? They played the – they were playing in the uh, – we played the member guest uh-huh. here at Windyke. Good time. Uh, some team dissension at times. Uh, between me and my partner, uh, Ryan. Uh, but no, it was all it was it was all fun. And then the guy on the twelfth hole, uh, I hit the ball down the middle of the fairway. It was a scramble. Ryan hit his ball in the left rough, about twenty yards farther than me, twenty three yards farther than me. So we drove by my ball in the fairway, went to go look at his. We we're going to come back to pick mine up, and then they just drove right to my ball in the middle of the fairway. And I was like. I thought that was my ball. And then we started looking for it right after they hit and didn't, uh, and we couldn't find my ball. And I was like, where was I? Like, I, that, that must have been, like, they must have played my ball. Mm-hmm. They must have played my ball. And then we didn't know if we should say anything. So we went to go play the other ball. And then on, uh, like, the 12th hole, we were like, hey, I think, like, we started telling the people behind us, like, hey, look for a ball in, like, the left rough. They played my ball. And then the owner was in the group behind it. He found the ball, and a couple holes later, he goes, hey, you guys look for a ball? I think you you lost your ball in the 12th hole. And he goes, oh, yeah, this is mine. All right. And then, so, like, we didn't know if we should, like, call him on it. They didn't win anyway, so it didn't really matter, which was good. But, uh, yeah, they were, uh, that was the second kind of incident, too, because they also said they should have been, like, seven under, but they were at five under. Which didn't make sense. Maybe they were saying like they should have birdied uh, a par five, but I don't know. They seemed a little dicey. They seemed like a little uh, rules. Hey, 
the rules give you this, we'll try and get that. I don't hate that. <laughs> Shocking. A little scumbag <laughs> golf out there for everybody. But the problem is you can't do that in a member guest. Yeah, that's the only issue. You know, I mean, if, like, if, you're, if you're playing your buddies for, you know, uh, you know sure. a dollar a hole or five dollars sure. a hole, by all means. But, yeah, member guests. I've seen people, like, I, I've legitimately seen people, like, start wanting to throw hands hands in the clubhouse because you know during member guests or, or or tournaments of the like so uh no i understand you can't uh you can't be pulling that kind of stuff uh in tournaments like that well we thought they were gonna win so then we were gonna bring it up i also we were talking for about three holes uh ryan and i if i should have asked on 18 the 18th hole hey do you have my title list for back from number 12 just like been sitting on it for that long yeah there were also like a bunch of members around there watching and we were like yeah i don't you know we, we don't want to be that guy the team shot 58 in a two-man scramble that's yeah a little not little these guys not oh these somebody guys. else somebody else oh that's pretty good that is pretty good we shot 64 uh which we thought was decent but 58 is uh Playing pretty well. So, yeah, I was pretty much on the golf course all day. Pretty much Friday, Saturday. And, uh, sun well, Saturday, not all day, but in the afternoon. Uh, there. All right, we'll start off here with the NFL, unless you have anything to start off with. No, I think that's right. exactly where we need to start but with. We can, all right, so we'll talk about the Cowboys here. They are losers 20-17 to 17 in the first game in the Mike McCarthy era, the first game at SoFi Stadium in L.A., First games with the Rams jerseys. Teams uh, with new jerseys this this week. Uh, the L.A. teams with new jerseys went 2-0. Yep. Um, so the Rams. Boy, this game, it felt like this was the epitome of a bend but don't break defense game for both sides. Because yeah. there were 497 yards of offense in the first half, and it was only 14-13. to There were two missed kicks. Greg Zerline, I don't, he's not very good. He yeah, not, not, not Greg the Leg anymore, huh? Yeah, Greg the Leg is gone. And I remember my roommate was saying, like, Greg the Leg, he's a good kicker. And I go, if he was good, he'd probably still be on the Rams. Um, I don't think Greg Zerline is very good. I think the Cowboys need to search for kickers still. Like, that is that position is not is not sealed. And the offense, the Cowboys offense, just, it. there was no change that the, the the Mike McCarthy, hey, we're going to pass on first downs all the time. It didn't happen. They had 17 runs to 12 passes, and the, and the runs averaged 4.8 yards per carry. And then when they did throw it on uh, first down, the, attempt, the yards per attempt was 11.1 yards, and Dak was 11 of 12. That comes from Warren Sharp. So everything about McCarthy, he throws the ball 70% of the time, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Well, he reverted right back to the same old Jason Garrett kind of offense of, 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 seven, of runs on first down, which is totally unlike himself. And I understand this is the best running back probably Mike McCarthy's ever had. But don't stay true to who you are as a coach and start slinging it around the field. Wasn't the whole point of drafting CeeDee Lamb so you run 11 personnel, three wide receivers all game long? Mm -hmm. And they were in 11 personnel a lot. But it just seems like... It's also hard to like beat down on a guy who only had 14 practices in pads and didn't have any offseason to implement his system. As we said last week, it's going to be hard for the coaches early on to, 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 to probably implement a system or something like that. 
Um, so that's what's going on with McCarthy here. But it just seemed like whatever McCarthy did in Green Bay and the tendencies that he had, it, it, he, 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 he did not live up to those, at least in game one. Yeah, you know, I can make the argument that Mike McCarthy just kind of plays to whatever his team's strength is. Um, in Green Bay, obviously the, the team's strength was chucking the ball to Aaron Rodgers 40 times a game. Um, and here, you know, Zeke is, I think, I still, Zeke looked great yesterday. I think he looks like he's yeah. in much, much better shape than he was last year, uh, which is kind of shocking. I figured, you know, with, with the lockdown and quarantine and everything, he might be coming in a little extra heavier than he did uh, uh, last season. But he looks good. Um, some fresh new ink on the, uh, on the stomach, which looked a little weird. But, hey, who am I to judge? Yeah. It is a B. It is? It looks like a B. There's a line. Like, he's trying to do, like, a little, a little, uh, pull it up if you can see it. He's got, like, a I saw it yesterday. I didn't look that close. The D, there's, like, a line there. It's trying to be, like, a little creativity D, but it it could be where you could be feeb. Like, it could look like a B. Feeb me? Oh, Oh, it's supposed to look like, yeah. Oh, wow, big time. I think it's supposed to look like the Detroit D. I it is. That's what it's supposed to look like. But that's a bad. That's a bad miss. That is a huge miss. And then the and then the E on the bottom of the me looks like a six. Terrible tattoo. Wow, brutal. I mean, god awful tattoo. You'd think a guy like Zeke would be able to find a decent tattoo artist. You would think so. Anyway, um, so Pryor couldn't hook him up in Columbus. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they might. You might probably had a better hookup there. Um, anyway, getting back to my original point is, like, it, like you said, it is game one. It is week one. Uh, limited practice time. Limited time together with the team in person. But so all Mike McCarthy reverted back to was playing his strongest hand, which arguably is Zeke. I know what the weapons they have. Uh, I know the weapons they have on the outside in Gallup, Cooper, and now CD. But you know, I still, you know, maybe that's what he he got back to. Like I said, Zeke looked good. I think Zeke was the bright spot of that offense, whether it was catching the ball out of the backfield or running it. Um, so you know, either way, I, I do agree to the point of if you were in a coma for the last eight months or nine months and you woke up and just watched this game, you'd 100% think that Jason Garrett was still the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. And it didn't look a whole lot different on, on offense, but uh, I'm willing to take it with a grain of salt um, and, and just see what's what the deal is going forward and moving forward with this team and where they kind of take their offensive tendencies. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, again, take it with a grain of salt. But the problem is, I think we talked about it when we were talking about like strong position, like the wide receivers are the strength of the team. Yes, Zeke is the superstar running back, but you see is the strength that is the ride receivers Gallup Cooper and lamb. Those are the guys mm-hmm. that get it done. Like that is who you should be focusing on. So, I mean, I thought Amari Cooper got off to a slow start, but then he had 10 catches and 81 yards, 14 targets. I mean, the one was, truck stick. Yeah. Yes. Um, but he was, he just came out of nowhere in the second half, but it just seemed like there was just, I was disappointed in the offense. I know a lot of Cowboys fans were, um, but it just seemed like there was more to be, there's more to be desired. And I guess you could say that's a good thing, but I don't know. I also thought some of the, I don't know, the fourth down, not kicking the field goal seemed crazy to me. 
I don't understand how you don't play for the tie. I will give him credit, though. So that third and six, they ran it. And people are like, oh, why are they running it? Or like, why is Chris Collinsworth said, why are they running it? But then he said they had the like they had the box in their favor. So it was a smart run. If you know you're already going to run it. If you know you're going for it on fourth down, no matter what, what, then I like the third down run. Like, I have Mm -hmm. no problems with that. Like, if you're saying, hey, this is two down territory, no matter what. The run on third down for me, I actually like that. I think that's smart coaching. The problem yeah. is I don't think going for it on fourth down is very smart. Like you gotta you gotta tie that game. You have to tie the football game. Yeah, I mean, I could go one way or the other. Um, I think if once you do if you do go for it on fourth down, I mean CD's gotta know when he's running that crossing route, he's gotta be past the you know line to gain. Running that cross I mean, I understand if you know you're running a three yard in or a three yard drag, whatever it may be. But make it a four yard. You know what I mean? Like he he caught the ball. And if he was literally just a yard farther up the field, that's a first down. And, you know, we might be having a different conversation here. So I think his positioning on the field is is, you know, has to come into question. I don't mind going for it. You know, you, your your first game as a head coach uh, with a new team, you know, open this season. It, it's not going to be a huge letdown. I don't think in the grand scheme of things, if they don't get it, which they didn't. And they end up losing this game. You know, this game right here isn't going to make or break their season. I, I still, I don't, I don't hate the move at all. Is the smart move to tie it up and play for the tie? Yeah, probably. But um, you know, the way the the Rams were were really able to move their offense pretty well up and down the field up until they got into the red zone. Their red zone offense stunk. Um, so I, you know, if you're if you're trying to play that, you, you know, you're trying to play, uh, um, you know, your offense versus defense type deal, and you feel like your offense is better than your defense right now, then then yeah, leave your best uh, unit out there. And I think that's what they did. So I don't, I don't hate the move entirely. All right. Yeah. Well, the only thing I hated is, again, I have to preface what I say. Like, if the third down play, you knew you were running it there, then fine. But still, I just don't. You got too much time left in the game. I think. Uh-huh. Like, and your defense was able to get stops. So if you say you only give up a field goal, you should be able to march down and get it. Like, be able to get a field goal. Yeah. And I also had the over, so I was pretty pissed about that. I was like, how are we not? We're just leaving points on the board here. Um, but other spots, we could say Alan Smith be solid for his first game in six years. But see, the interception golf through that should have been a penalty, obviously he drilled him right in the head. Um, but he looked pretty good. He had a sack, and he looked pretty active out there on the line and run supports. Uh, they have a ton of injuries. The injuries are piling up. Blake Jarwin torn ACL out for the year after he just signed the extension. That's a, that's a big, that's going to be a big loss. They also, uh, Cam Irving is expected to miss some time. He was the backup right tackle for Lyle Collins, who Collins is out at least three weeks. So we're going to have to go with, uh, Sweeney again, that guy, uh, it's going to be a tough scene there with Dak. Um, and then Leighton Vander Esch, uh, Broke his uh, collarbone. He's expected to miss some time. You got to think that's about a six to eight week injury for Vanderesh. The defense, I mean, the Vanderesh injury is a massive, massive injury because the defense was already thin to begin with, or at least not good to begin with this year. And you lose your best linebacker or one of your best linebackers. And it's, I mean, it's tough. I, I mean, the defense. Yeah, they held the Rams at 20 points. I think a lot of that, too, though, was kind of the Rams' more ineptitude 
in the red zone than the Cowboys, like, how well the Cowboys played on defense, I think. Like, I mean, they were getting. Yeah, and, and, the, the, and the smart thing was with the Rams, they were like, hey, we're not going to let pressure get to us today because we know the Cowboys' front four is pretty good, so we're going to throw a bunch of quick passes, and it just gashed them. They, they were not expecting that. Yeah, a lot of those misdirection screen passes, I mean, the first drive we saw to Robert Woods, I think he had three or four catches and, you know, uh, well over 50 yards. I think he had 50 yards in the first two catches he had. He had a 20-yard catch and a 30-yard catch. So a lot of that was really what they were with. Uh, early in the game is what they're getting gashed with. But, yeah, I mean, we said if there was a bright spot on this defense, it was obviously that front seven, adding Everson Griffin, Don Terry Poe, uh, re-upping Demarcus Lawrence, bringing him in. And, obviously, we knew what they had with the linebackers. Um, again, good – you hit the nail on the head about Alden Smith. He looked like he was getting back into form uh, of, uh, you know, what we were used to seeing when he played, you know, five, six years ago. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's, it's a lot to overcome. Um, they also had – you mentioned, you know, the, at right tackle, um, the, uh, they mentioned him yesterday, Steele, the undrafted free agent from, from Texas Tech. So he's seen the likes of somebody like Aaron Donald, and he got eaten up quite a few times so that offensive line that was already kind of patchworked together is going to get even worse and even more patched up uh so yeah i mean not a great first week as far as health goes and injury wise for the cowboys um you know it's gonna be a lot to overcome but uh so we'll, we'll see how that plays out but it's not 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 up to a hot start there defensively for an already weak unit yeah and like trayvon Diggs, i thought played okay like he made a nice he made a, a nice play late in the game in the fourth quarter, almost had an interception. He did get burned by Van Jefferson. Like I thought he was he was fine for his first game ever. So that's so that's I would say that's a good thing. Like I think he's going to be a solid player. Mm. Um, but I mean, it's just it's also kind of hard to judge judge players in game one. I think I I don't know. It's it's hard for me to get a real gauge on everything after like one game. Obviously, with not seeing any preseason and the circumstances we're in, it's hard anyways in week one, just of a normal season to to judge things. But I I mean, I just. The Cowboys last night looked very average. And I don't know if that was to be expected or not. Well, like I said, I mean, it it looked very similar to what we've seen the last last 10 years. I think that's the biggest thing why I'm just puzzled. It looked like nothing had changed. And you would th- at least think that with the new coach, hey, you, you might not win the game, but you might see a little bit of a system that you're implementing. Mm-hmm. And the system, there was no system implementation there that you saw like, wow, okay, we could really see this take off so far. And I mean, that's probably going to happen later on. But it just, it was a... Uh, for everything, everybody hyping up McCarthy, it was a dis- it was a disappointment at least. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I I think I think the biggest deal was that it was it was still Kellen Moore's offense. Uh, so you know, and that, I think you know Kellen Moore. I don't know how much influence he. I think he was calling the plays, wasn't he? Kellen Moore is still calling plays. I think they're doing maybe by like a combo. I think. I mean, they 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 panned over to Moore once or twice. I think it looked like he was calling in a play, but mm-hmm. also McCarthy. I mean, he was looked like he was talking to um Moore. So I don't know. I think Kellen Moore is, but it's like a combination type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I don't know. apologize to Robert Woods. Why? He's a good receiver. 
He played really well yesterday. Yeah. No, absolutely. He absolutely <laughs> did. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, he got out to a great start. He still – he had, like, four catches in the first drive, but only finished the game with six catches. Yeah, we so, had, I mean, he had 101 yards. yards. Not bad. Yeah, no, for sure. Bad day. Not a bad day at all. Um, I, I mean, I didn't badmouth him. I just said, I don't know what you're going to get out of him. I think he's pretty good. I think he's underrated. He just does. I think he's properly rated. All right. Because he'll go four or five weeks without making any noise. Then he'll have a game of like three touchdowns. He's like, wow, Robert Woods, underrated. Like, no, he hasn't done anything for the last five weeks. Properly right. rated. Malcolm Brown, where did that come from? Yeah, absolutely. I thought Cam Akers was the guy. Bet you, bet you a lot of uh, a lot of conflicted Cowboys fans there, you know. Oh, the Texas? Yeah. Probably. Probably that. Yeah, that was tough. Um this Tony Pollard, they got to get him more involved. I think at least in the passing game. In pa- well, I mean, shit, it's already tough enough getting through those three other guys uh, involved. So, I think he needs to be exactly what he is—just a change of pace back. Yeah, that touchdown Zeke had on the catch when he was down the sideline—I don't know how he how he got past those three guys, but that was—I mean, that was old rookie of the year Zeke. I mean, he's still fat though. Like, this is the best shape he's, he's in. He's thick. He's just a chunky dude. That guy is just a chunky dude. Yeah, no, I, I know. He's he, he's thick. He's thick for sure. Um, yeah, I, mean, I still think he looks good. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I thought he hit the hole with pace. I thought, he, I thought he looked the best he had in a year, but still, he just looks. He's a thick dude. Yeah. No, for no, sure, right. he, he 100% is. Um, so... They play the Falcons this week, so we'll see how week two at home. Uh, have the Cowboys said if they're having – I assume the Cowboys are having fans at the games, but I haven't seen anything of, like, what they're doing with the tickets or anything like that. So mm-hmm. we'll have to um, – we'll have to see what happens there. What did you think of the no fans? Like only the Jacks, only Jacksonville had fans at the game. I didn't see any of that. What did to me? It didn't seem. The only time it seemed weird was when they just panned like a crowd shot, or like they panned like the stadium and no one was sitting there. But I didn't really notice. Like, I thought the sound they had in the stadium was pretty, uh, was pretty solid. Like it was, it wasn't. Uh, it just looked like normal football out there. Yeah, I mean, the only time, like I said, the only time you saw it, uh, you really realized it uh, was when uh, they, like I said, the, when they go to the wide shots. Um, the piped-in crowd noise, I don't know if, if they if it was different for what it was on TV versus what it was in the stadium, but you didn't miss anything there. Um, I think in a few games, it probably helped uh, some teams with being empty. Um, I did notice in a, in a couple of games I was watching, too, the hard counts, those really were affected without any uh, fans. So, uh, uh, you know, I don't, I, I didn't notice any difference. It wasn't a big deal to me. Like I said, it's probably more, more, uh, it's probably more obvious, um, when you're there, but I don't, I don't think, you know, it's a big deal. One, one thing we didn't, we didn't mention yet about the uh, Cowboys game was the pass interference call. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that was clearly not pass interference. I am baffled. You can't extend your arm. You can't extend your arm. As soon as you extend your arm, as soon as you extend your arm, it's pass interference. I don't know why nobody can get that. Jalen Ramsey did sell a little bit. He did sell it, but you cannot extend your arm. Once you extend your arm, it's game over. My problem with it is that Jalen Ramsey was locking Michael Gallup's arm up. 
He had well, him because, like he had, because he had him armbarred. He had him armbarred out. Ex- well, can't extend he that out. too. That should have been a no call. We've seen it all the time. No, I think I think that was the right call. I think 100% that was the right call. I mean, I can see how the ref saw it. He did have his arm extended. I'm not denying that Gallup had the arm extended. But yeah. Ramsey also had contact and had him his arm locked up. But I think once, once, yeah, but he, because he extended that arm, that kind of made it. And like I said, Jalen Ramsey did sell it. He did a good job of selling it. But once you extend that arm, it's game over, I think. I mean, there have been probably way worse offenses for offensive passive pass interference that haven't been called than that. Agreed. I think. Which is, that's that's the biggest thing. It's like. They were both going at it. And, yeah, he did extend the arm to get a little separation. But also, Ramsey was all over him, too, with that arm, with that, arm, with that lock. That, that uh-huh. was the biggest thing. Is like they were both using hand contact there. And he was using his arm to, to, to get Gallup when he had um, space. I, think, I don't think Jalen Ramsey played that good yesterday. They were really attacking him. Um, and he was, yeah, he, he hit Cooper hard at the end of the game. But I don't think Jalen Ramsey really had the greatest of games there. Well, yep. shit, like I said, Amari Cooper still had 10 catches. Yeah, so he was not, he did not have a good, I mean, they were forcing it to Cooper, so I didn't, did not think that he had a good game. I don't, I don't think all 10 of those were against Jalen Ramsey, but I mean, a good majority were, because sure. he was playing off, and they were just throwing a little short routes to Amari. Yeah, that's kind of what he does, but yeah, no, the pass interference, they're going to get mad about that. I'm just saying, I thought that should have been a no call, just because I thought there was equal enough contact on both sides. Hmm. Like, sure, you could have called it, but that's a soft, soft, soft pass interference call. Did you at least agree on that, that it was a soft call? No, I think it was the right call. No, I'm not saying if you think it was the right call. I'm saying do you think it was a soft offensive pass interference call? No, I think it's a – I don't. I think that's the – saying soft is like, oh, that's, that's ticky-tacky. No, I think once you extend the arm, it it's pass interference. I think once you extend the arm, it's pass interference. And this is this is not – uh, cowboy, you know, against cowboy bias at all. As soon as you extend that arm, we've seen it time and time again, a thousand times. But Jalen Ramsey has the arm bar. Like, how can you not look at Jalen Ramsey with the arm bar and not think that that they're both hand fighting and doing that? They then the the hand hand fighting is fine. They and we've seen it again. We've seen that plenty again, of times. He had Gallup's arm in an arm bar. I know Gallup's arm was on the shoulder, but Ramsey had that arm in an arm bar. Not until it got extended. Okay, so then this. So say Jalen Ramsey. What, grips it t- real tight, so then Gallup can't get the ball. Are we calling defensive pass interference, to, or is Gallup arm just you extended? Should. You should, and then, it, and then it's that. So, so then, the, so then the defensive pass interference overrules then the offensive pass interference that you're saying Gallup did, or it's it, a double flag. No, 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 no. The pass interference did not happen until uh, Michael Gallup extended his arm off, off, off. Ramsey. So if he's not able to do that, then it's not going to be offensive pass interference. It's going to be defense pass interference if Ramsey's holding his arm to where he can't extend that off. No, Gallup is extend. Gallup extends the arm. Offensive pass interference, right there. Holds it right there. But then Ramsey arm bars Gallup, and Gallup just keeps his arm in the arm bar. Are we calling a double? Are you are you calling a double flag for offense and defensive pass interference? As soon as that arm is ex- is extended, that it's that's offensive not, pass you interference. You cannot just have one flag and then not the other. You could you could call a double flag. It's not like oh, offensive pass interference happens. There's no other chance for a flag. I I think so. I because because then once 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 the penalty occurs on Jalen Ramsey, 
I mean, in the heat of the play, he's going to do what he can to try to get back into the play, even well, though he knows. Flag too. Michael Gallup's doing what he can in the heat of the play to make a play. And it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Once that penalty occurs, I think it's free game. I don't know if that's the rule or not, but that's I mean. That's not the rule at all because there's double pass interference calls a uh, handful of times. Double you've pass seen, interference is just seen stupid. plays where there's offensive pass interference and defensive pass interference. Hmm. Well, I still think I still think it was the correct call. Okay, I just think it was a soft. I think it was a super soft, a super ticky tack call. Uh, super ticky tack call there. Also, so I'm trying to find out fans in the stands here. I haven't seen anything since August 13th when they said they were gonna have fans in the stands. Uh-huh. I saw they had like ticket fiasco on the box office. Also, Cowboys Wire USA Today. This is this is the content they're pushing out. They said fans in stands. Cowboys Nation would have likely dominated the L.A. SoFi Stadium week one if fans would have been in there. That's really what we're looking for. We're saying likely would have dominated if there were fans in the stand. Who cares? That's what we're, that's what we're trying to get for clicks is if the fans would have been there, we would have had a lot of fans there. Get, get out of here. Get out of here with that garbage. Write something better. That's, that's, that's bad. That's bad. Come on. Yeah, man. What are you going to do? I don't know. I don't sure. know. Fine. Well, whatever. All right. Take the Redskins victory lap. Go ahead. Talk 20 minutes about the Redskins. Or no, the Washington football team. They finally played good when they take out the racist name. Took them long enough. Well, I wouldn't say they played good. They played good enough. Uh, I mean, there's, there's, not, there's not really a whole lot to say. The, the front seven was everything as, as advertised. Eight sacks, uh, two forced fumbles. They recovered one of them. Um, uh, they were up you know, in, in Carson Wentz's face all day. But we knew going in that offensive line was not going to be any good. Very much a patchwork offensive line as well. Uh, um, so, uh, you know, it was good. They played well. Uh, obviously, the offense played a little bit better when they were in tempo, and, and Dwayne Haskins could kind of work more into a rhythm. Um, but it wasn't great. It wasn't ugly, but it was good enough. Like I said, that that, that front seven, really that front four with, with Kerrigan, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, I've got to name all the guys, Matt Ioannidis, Montez Sweat, uh, Chase Young, they all just feasted. You know, they did what they had to or what they should have been doing with an offensive line like that and and uh, really took over that game and, and, and uh, I think made it what it was. Uh, when I said earlier that I think a lot of teams were – it was better, they were better off without having fans in the stands, I think the Washington football team was one of them because once it got 17-0, the Boo Birds would have came out. They would have been, you know, all – kind of what I was doing on Twitter, trashing the team, saying, yep, same stuff, same thing. Same thing we've been seeing the last 20 years, and it's kind of the same stuff. So I think that kind of helps them in the, in a big way that the Boo Birds weren't there. You know, Dwayne Haskins, yeah, it's his second year, but still a young guy, still trying to figure it out a little bit. Um, the good news was that he, I guess he gave like a real inspiring halftime speech, and that kind of rallied the guys around together. Um, so that's a positive, and, uh, and things like that. So, you know, like I said, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Next week, I thought going into week two, there was a good chance that we could be 2-0. and um, Or excuse me, going into week three because we play the Cardinals next week. Um, but after the way they looked against the 49ers, I'm not so sure that's going to be the case. Because Dustin, or excuse me, uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray looked really well. Looked really good. This, uh, this, is a, this win is a problem, though, for your uh, tank for Trevor. Well, I mean, if, if Dwayne Haskins plays well, we don't need a tank for Trevor. But I thought you said earlier in the year you would still want Trevor Lawrence over Dwayne Haskins. I would, but if that's not the possibility, hey, you know what? I'll take what I can get, and I'll take a good Dwayne Haskins versus a uh, 
you know, versus versus Trevor Lawrence. You know, I'd, ideally I would have Trevor Lawrence, but can't have everything. All right. Dwayne Haskins coming out coming out on top one more time uh, while Joe Burrow catches the L. You know, this it just keeps on rolling. <laughs> yeah, Joe. I, I don't. I didn't see any of that game. It seems like Joe Burrow only showed up on the final drive. Um, now he's. I mean, he scored the first touchdown of the game. Oh, he did. Yeah, twenty-two yard. Uh, it was a twenty-two yard uh, rush, but it was a keeper the whole way. The ball snapped. It was snapped to him, and he. Okay, well, I guess maybe I should say I looked at his passing, and it didn't look like he had the greatest of throwing days. I should. I should change that. It seemed like he had. He didn't have a great uh, throwing day, but I could. Um, I could be wrong. That game seemed like a real. Uh, I, I mean, look. I'm I'm low on the Chargers. I am still low on the Chargers. Yesterday did not change that. I think they still stink. Offensively, they're not. I don't understand how they score more than 17 points, and that's what they scored yesterday, right? To win 17. Yeah. Uh, or they scored 16. I don't understand. I don't get how they scored 20 points a game. I'm sorry. With Taylor, he's just he was 16 of 30, QBR of 26. He's just not good. He is not a. He is not a starting quality uh, NFL back. I'm sorry, quarterback. He is not. He's a backup. He should be a backup. And I don't. The only way they stayed in the game was because DJ Reader got out, and they were just gashing him on the run. They ran for 155 yards on him 40 times. Like they just kept running and running and running and running. Like I do not understand how Tyrod Taylor won that game yesterday, but. Well, because AJ Green had a, had the touchdown pass in his hands, but he, he got called for a uh, an offensive pass interference. I that, still haven't seen that playbook. Yeah, neither. I, I haven't seen that one either. All right, I was gonna say compare him to Michael. I thought I would have saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Uh, uh. But no one ever posted anything there. Um. What? How'd your picks do? I went three and two. Uh. Lions should have had it. Dropped another another touchdown pass. Right at the goal line, they should have won. And then the Vikings just absolutely shit the bet against the Packers. They did. I won uh, uh, two one or two zero oh, and one. What was your push? Cincy. Oh okay. Um, or no, two one and one. Or yeah, two one and one. I have Tennessee minus one and a half. Um, and the computer is uh, two and two. What do they have today? The Broncos plus three. Okay. Or whatever. whatever yeah, see, was. I think uh, – I just don't know how there's any way a team goes into Denver and plays well um, after limited practice, limited conditioning. You know, like, I think I think that's going to be a, uh, a big factor, in, you know, going to the high altitude. These teams that haven't had a ton of practice time together and haven't had a ton of, you know – Usually you get you get obviously way more time to condition and things like that. So it's going to be like we've been saying all all, all season so far, all preseason that it's going to be up to these guys. You know that we're doing the work on their own. I think I think the 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 Broncos are going to have a pretty good home record this year. Sure, but I'm just not buying for Locke. I see. I'm I am very medium. They have on a Drew lot Locke. of weapons. He has tons of weapons. I'm not I'm not buying. But you're forgetting. When he's sitting on the sidelines, he can rap to, to Young Jeezy. Cool. So that's what makes him good. That's fantastic. Love to see it. 
<laughs> I'm just not. I'm not buying Drew Lock. You get a ton of weapons. I'm not. I don't care. I'm not buying. I'm not buying. And the Titans have a good defense. I think the Titans game though is something that can go into Denver. And it's like, you, they could all, they could wear out the Broncos defense too if they're having these 12 minute drives with Derrick Henry no just no falling, falling over you all night. You could just get worn down too. So, um, I uh, I just I'm not buying Drew Lock. Um, that's that. All right. What else around the NFL? Uh, Tampa Bay, they lost. Good. I don't think that was really a shocker, though. Even mm. though the Saints are very poor in openers, like they they I yeah. think they lost like the last four openers. Uh, that's that. Cam and the Patriots won. Don't really think that's a surprise. I see people are taking a victory lap for Cam. I don't know how much of the game you saw. He looked fine. Um, I watched the first half of that. He looked. He looked. Fine. Throwing the ball was – he looked much better than he threw the ball in Carolina. But, I mean, you're playing the Dolphins and Fitzpatrick. Like, Fitzpatrick was his typical self making – he had three interceptions. He was he was bad. And, Cam, I think this is what they're going to do. Uh, run the ball. Run the ball. They ran it 42 times for 217 yards, and he threw it 19 times. Like, that is what the Patriots are going to do. They're going to run the ball all day long. He was the leading rusher yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, we saw him. He had two two rushing touchdowns, um, obviously, yesterday. So I think that's exactly what they're going to do. will be interesting to see how long his body can hold up and how long he can hold that, if that's going to be the case. Uh, I don't know what his final rushing numbers were, like, as far as how many attempts he had. 15 for 79. 15 attempts. I mean, that's a lot of rushes for, for a quarterback to be, you know, I don't know if that's going to be the case every – excuse me, every week uh, or what. But if that is the case, I mean – that's going to be a ton of damage and a ton of shots to a guy that's been prone to injuries already because of how much he runs the ball and how much uh, of a beating he took in, in Carolina as well. So maybe they're just going to ride this horse until they can, um, or it's going to be, I would assume it's going to be more of a Belichickian approach where it's like, if you don't defend the run well, we're going to run it. If you don't defend the, defend the pass well, we're going to throw it. I, you know, I, I assume that's, that's more so the, uh, the path that he would take there, but I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. They got a tough test against Seattle this week um, on the road on Sunday Night Football. So it'll be interesting to see what. Uh, what yeah, goes how about, on there. But how about that uh, one? But I don't mean to interrupt. But how about that that promo last night on Sunday Night Football when they were promoing that game? Like half the guys, or probably like eighty percent of the guys in that video aren't even on those respective teams anymore. Did you see that? I must have missed. Was it the start of the? I must have missed it. It was in the middle of the game. They were. They were promoting next week's game and so obviously they were showing um the the pick at the goal line of the super bowl and then another another game um and it was gronk and like earl thomas in the shot and they showed richard sherman and tom brady and were like oh the rematch blah 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 it's like how like like i said 80 percent of these guys aren't even on those rosters anymore like i understand you gotta do what you gotta do to to build up hype people are gonna watch that game like don't worry about it but it was just kind of odd to me that everybody that they showed in each clip wasn't on that team. Like, they even show Russ. They even show Russ. And he, he's one of the few that's still on the team. I don't know. It's just weird to me. They, I guess they were just going off the rematch thing. Of yeah. The big matchups. But, I no, I missed I missed that promo. Um, I missed that promo there. But, uh, yeah, a lot of scoring in week one. I don't think that was really a surprise. I think every – well, the defenses were probably going to be – I don't know. I guess I thought I, – I think the defense, when they're going against their head-to-head team, they're going to be up. 
on the offenses, but with the limited 14 practices for like tackling and and like live hitting, that's where the defenses are going to fall behind. And I think that's why we saw a lot of scoring yesterday. You know, but my only thing is, I think scoring was right around what it usually is. Yeah, we saw the big numbers with Packers, Vikings, Raiders, Panthers, you know, 64 points there. Um, but other than that, I mean, Seahawks, Falcons, I don't, I, can, I don't know if I said that or not, 38-25. I mean, three games where there was a ton of points like that. I don't I don't think that there was kind of like – The overs went 10-5 and five yesterday. But, see, that's the other thing, too, is all the overs were set or all the totals were set right around that 41, 42, 43 range. There was one total that was a 49, and then the Cowboys-Rams, I think, was what, 51? 52. Uh, 52. And so, I, I don't know. I just, everyone kept saying that, but I felt like scoring was right around where, I mean, Cardinals 49ers, 24-20. We have that 16-13 game. 27-20, uh, the Jaguars-Colts, 38-6. to You know, pretty normal games there. Yeah, they are pretty normal games. <laughs> um. What? What do you want me to say about the Browns? I said this going in, they were going to get drilled. So what am I like? Absolutely. But but is there was there any glimmer of hope uh, of like going forward? Like, obviously, you knew that the Ravens are going to win this game. Just like I know the Ravens are going to smoke the Washington football team in three or four weeks whenever we play them. Uh, but like, was there anything that y'all did well that you're yes. like, OK, from the second drive of the probably from the seven minute mark on offense after the Baker threw the pick in the first first drive of the game, I would say the offense moved the ball well when they scored the touchdown. First of all, Austin Seibert should be back to Norman, Oklahoma today. He should not kick another game for the Cleveland Browns. I don't care what he goes on to do. He's terrible. Get him off the team. Um, and then when they had the drive going into halftime, when Odell. I'm about this close to being done with Odell and send him, trade him out of here. I am this close. And you know I've defended him a lot. I've been an Odell defender. But I'm this close. I am so close to saying trade him. He drops a third and three ball. Literally right. Perfect pass. A bit. Okay, maybe it was a, a smidge behind. Mm-hmm. But it's right in his hand. He's pulling it down. Drops it. Third and three. Who trots out there, Austin Seibert, to kick the field goal, misses it. You knew he was going to miss it when he stepped on the field. He pulled the, he hit the extra point off the left post. He misses this one wide right. And then you knew it. I just turned the game off. You knew it. Baltimore goes down, scores a touchdown at the end of the half. Ball game. That Ball game was over when Seibert missed the extra point. But there was a stretch where the offense looked good in the first half from after the first drive to the end of the first half. So that seven minute mark in the first quarter to the end of the first half, the offense looked pretty good. And then I don't know what happened. I guess the second half, they just threw it a ton because they were down. The defense is atrocious. They have, they've lost like four starters in the secondary. They had no linebackers to begin with. And one of their linebackers got hurt yesterday. None of this was new that the defense was going to get shredded by Baltimore. But uh, yeah, no Odell catches the pass. I think it's like, Probably 17-13 going in the half. They score a touchdown, maybe at least 17-9. to You're like, okay, we're still kind of in this maybe. We're probably going to get lit up on defense. But no, it's just I'm, I'm about done with Odell. I'm about done with him. Yeah, yeah, tough performance for him. Um, you know, uh, especially all the crap he was catching on the uh, internet the last couple of weeks. Um, 
But uh, two things. All I heard coming into this season with Stefanski was how much he loves the tight ends. So I picked up Austin Hooper thinking, hey, pretty good tight end in, in, in Atlanta. Hopefully he's pretty good in, in, in Cleveland with a guy that likes involving the tight ends. Nope. Five catches between the two tight ends. That's tough. It's one game. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I know. Second thing, I mean, Baker's got to chill out on the commercials if he's going to play like this. Well, it's not his fault. He's getting an endorsement deal from Progressive. Maybe <laughs> Progressive should, should chill out on the ad buys. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Get that check, boy. Uh, you never know what's going to run out. It's probably might be your last season if we get those those ad deals. Um, I mean, they but talked yeah, I mean, Odell 10 times yesterday, and he had three catches. Yeah, that's tough. Like, and a couple drops. It's, it, it, he's, and the, the thing I liked about the note fans is like, you could hear like the chirping and stuff. Like you could kind of get, you could kind of hear what was going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they were, it was, I mean, they're just ripping Odell and bit. I mean, rightfully so, I guess. But as someone said this morning, if that was at any other workplace, they would be going to HR and they'd be fired immediately. And I'm not trying to be like <laughs> soft guy, but seriously, like if that was, if that took place at any other workplace, those guys would be gone. Like they, they would be fired for whatever they were saying. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, they got to stop just, it, this is the, like Odell is a spectacular talent spectacular talent the problem is they are forcing the ball to him instead of just letting it naturally happen right and i do think this is a good point of like he is so animated on the sidelines i think the coaches are like oh we have to feed him the ball or he's just going to go bananas on us yeah if he's not getting the ball because he's so competitive like this is when his competitiveness is a hindrance to the team of because then he could throw the fits on the sidelines and then the media because it's Odell takes it way out of context or whatever he's doing, paints him out to be the bad guy. So Stefanski and Freddie, they're like, oh, we got to feed it to Odell, feed it to Odell, feed it to Odell. And it turns into 10 targets for three yards, a couple or three receptions, 22 yards, and a couple drops. When you should have been running the ball with, first of all, I don't understand how Kareem had more carries than Chubb. Yeah, that needs that needs to be fixed. They both ran, they ran it for a they had 23 carries and they had 132 yards like that's a bright spot. That mm. running game looked pretty good yesterday. Mm. So I said it. I've always said it. Baltimore game it did not matter. Yeah, I was yelling at the computer when I was watching at the first half yesterday. I wanted them to win. But that didn't that game did not matter. The season starts Thursday night. Now, if they lose Thursday night, then we got big issues on our hands, depending on they we got big issues. It's not depending how they lose. If they lose Thursday night, we got major issues. Yeah. And I like Stefanski. I think he's a I think he's the right guy for the job. Like I think he's prepared. Also, did you see the fake punt they ran? I did not. We ran a fake punt in our own 30 at like the second drive. Disaster. Like, what are we doing? Why are we running this a second year in a row in the opener? We're pulling out the fake punt. Like, what are we doing? Is that just like Jimmy Haslam? In the interview room, says the second drive of the season, the, the you're as a new coach have to run a fake punt that is gonna fail. The problem is this guy twenty. I don't even know who number twenty three is. Hat on hat. Joe Hayden. Got, huh? Joe Not Hayden. Not Joe Hayden. Okay. Not Joe Hayden. Hat on hat has to make a block. He makes the block for probably eight hundredths of a second, and the guy just throws him to side to a rag doll. And if he if he holds that block, homie might have a chance of getting it. He might have a chance of getting it, but nope. No chance there. That's Sandejo. 
Was it Sendejo? That's what they have listed as number 23. Okay, it didn't look like Sendejo, though. Who's 22? Uh, Delpit. Not him. Greedy Williams 30. is 20. 30. Do you have a 32? Nope, you have a 33, Ronnie Harrison. It might have been him. It was a small dude, and he just Yeah, got he's a, a safety. Yo, he, no, he just got traded from... Uh, he just got traded from the Jags. We traded. We got him from the Jags. I don't think he would have been on special teams. But whoever whoever it was on the fake punt, they got absolutely their lunch eaten, and that had no chance. I mean, it was tough. It was a hand and. I mean, look, the Browns don't win openers. Okay. Um, there is one thing I have to say. I have to say one thing about Joe Schobert. So he after the game. Uh, the Jags somehow beat the Colts, but I think that's just the craziness of week one. Um, says after the game, this is the first time in my career I've, I've, uh, I ha- I've started 1-0, or I haven't started 0-1. Wrong, Joe. You went 0-0-1 two years ago. Put some respect on that tie against Pittsburgh. Okay. I mean, that's just disgusting. You tied on the opener, yeah. like. How do you I, not remember that? It was I in mean, the rain. It I, was Josh. Go ahead. I was going to say it's Josh Gordon's last moment, last great moment as the Brown. If there's any memory that I have, it's that one. I know. I remember exactly where I was when that happened. <laughs> All right. So that's the end of the NFL talk. Uh, we'll get our picks on of out there Wednesday or Thursday of this week. College. Are you? St- I'm. I'm out. The college has nothing for me right now. Maybe yeah. I need the SEC back. I know the Big Ten, there's been a lot of rumors that they're coming to play October 17th, but this is, this sucks. I'm have sorry. they been practicing at all? No, but coaches are getting like, hey, we're setting up, pra- they're setting up a practice schedule for game one, October 17th. <sighs> That's going to be tough. That's going to be ugly. But it just, it's got nothing for me. Yeah. It's really, I was watching on Saturday before we were golfing. I know Texas State had a fantastic game. A great game. You missed a doozy there. That was I, a great game. So, so when it got to overtime, I was watching on my phone in the cart. I just had it on in the cart, uh, a la uh, the Stars game, Game 7 out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looked like a, a, a text, uh, thriller at Bobcat Stadium. But this, this just has nothing. It has nothing. Yeah, no, it's uh, – I think I think maybe once we get into, like, October and things are, like, cooking, it might be a little bit better. But until then, uh, there's just, yeah, not a whole lot of juice there. Um, especially, you know, all these teams are going pretty much conference play only. And so when you get, like, your, you know, your Clemson versus your Wake Forest, all you're rooting for is the cover. And once it doesn't cover, you're like, okay, well, you know, once – all right, I'm done with this game. You know what I mean? Like, there's even like even the gambling side of things. I'm kind of just like, I'll put a bet in and then just like follow it on my phone. You know what I mean? I'm not like locked in watching the game. So uh, yeah, it's I think it's gonna take it's gonna take a little bit of time to get back into the swing of things. But until then, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I will say though, when when uh, Mississippi State kicks off against LSU on. Uh, uh, was that September 26th? I think two weeks from mm-hmm. or a week from Saturday. I think the juices mm-hmm. will be flowing for that. I think I think when the SEC gets going, I think I'll be better. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what the Big Ten does 
uh, coming back. And I mean, underdog city this week. I mean, my picks were tied when I when, did you have a bunch of favorites this week? Uh, yes. I knew when we both had a bunch of favorites, we were cooked. Yeah. Um, but that's it. All right. The stars tonight, they, they, they play game five. They go up three, one against the golden Knights. They are one, one away from their first Stanley cup final appearance since 1999. And they got outshot uh, the other night against Vegas, but they uh, had they used more of their chances. I still think they I still think they got outplayed on Saturday night. I agree. But um, but hey, when they just they grind it out, this is like what these games um, against the Knights are. First of all, I think it's a very good matchup. I think these teams are very equal. Like they match up very equally, and both teams don't really have like the Nate McKinnon, the top five guy, as mm-hmm. we said. So I think this is a good matchup. They both kind of want to grind out games, and I think this is a perfect matchup for the Stars. Like, I really do think this is a great matchup. Vegas was for the Stars, and it's just like styles meeting each other. And so, so far, they're prevailing. Now, they're, they they were in the same spot against the – I would not be shocked if the Stars lost tonight. Like, I'm probably no. – I'm, expect, I'm expecting a game six. Mm-hmm. I would almost be surprised if they if they won tonight. But um, yeah, they look good. Kudobin's been fantastic in net, and they they are playing like they did at the beginning of the year when they won a bunch of defensive grind out games. And then in the playoffs, the first two rounds, they started scoring a ton of goals. They're like, wow, this team found offense, and now they're going back to where they just ground out, um, grinded out results. Yeah, yeah, no, I was I watched a good portion of this game, uh, most of the second period and the third period. I was flipping back and forth between that and the Lakers game at the time. But yeah, I mean, you're right. They they did get outplayed. I think. Uh, what was that? Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Was that Friday? It was Saturday. 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 Yeah. Um, and but like, I, I just felt like they never they never had the puck in their zone. You know, I mean, I just felt like everything that they were doing was kind of like on the fly type of deal. Um, obviously, they they had a five on three. Uh, they were they they uh, they were on the power play. Uh, trying to defend the power play there. And I thought for sure that Vegas would come away with something at that point. They were able to hold it. That was great. Uh, but I agree. Q Dobin's been, Q Dobin's been really good. I think this just goes to show that Ben Bishop never should have been in those games that he played. Uh, Cause Q Dobin's been playing really solid the last couple games. So uh, I, like I said, I would, I, or like you said, I agree. I don't think this, that they win. Uh, we probably see game six. Uh, if they get to a game six, I think they absolutely have to close it out there. You do not want to see a game seven. Um, but, uh, you know, kind of like what we said on, on Friday, it feels like 99. Yeah. And the thing too, is like they, again, they were in a big time power play rut, but they scored on the power play. Um, and then the kill did a nice job. Like you said, they had a five on three late. They did a nice job killing that. So in special teams, they, they won the special teams battle on, um, on Saturday night, which they hadn't really done a lot, uh, lately, like especially against the Avs and Calgary, I would be like, I would just prefer them not to be on the power play. Just play five on five. I think they got a better chance to score there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, things are looking good. It is like typical stars though, that in this crazy season, they potentially are going to make the Stanley cup final. And when they make the Stanley cup final, like the Cowboys are back. So they are still on like the back, like in June, right. When the Stanley Cup final would be going on, the city would be going nuts. Yeah. For the stars. The stars fever would be going crazy. I know it's different times, but like, 
now the Cowboys are back, it's like, okay. They're second fiddle. They're total second fiddle, and they're about to win a cup. Mm-hmm. Which, even when the Rangers were playing the world in the World Series in October, I never felt like they were second fiddle to the Cowboys team. Yeah. Um, but, hey, maybe when they make the fu- – Make the final. It will be a little different. It's just, probably not. Though. I mean, it's just a probably not, but it's just a weird. I would be fascinated to see the numbers if potentially the Cowboys and Stars went head to head. Yeah. Like what the um, what it would be. I mean, I think I think we know which way it would go. At least I. Oh I think, no! I I. I guess you're saying how big the discrepancy would be. Yes. How big the discrepancy would be. Okay. Yeah. Um, I would be fascinated to see that, which, who knows? It could it could happen. Mm-hmm. So we um, be on the lookout tonight. But they play tonight, Monday night, and they play Wednesday. If they lose, uh, if they lose that one, what do you? Uh, the NBA to me, this I've just been out of the NBA bubble. But did you watch any Clippers Nuggets or like that? No, that's gonna say the, the, the Clippers. The Clippers I'll, made out like bandits because they they lost, and I don't think anybody realized it. How that series get to seven games? Yeah. No, I know. I agree. And then uh, the Rockets are done. Don't think that's a real surprise. The Heat Celtics, that's like Spider-Man meme. Hey, we're the same team playing each other. I think that gets started Wednesday. No, tomorrow. I don't know. I like the Heat. I think the Heat, they're just playing out of their minds right now. I think think it's it's their uh, series to lose. I agree. I like the Heat uh, as well. All right, anything else as we wrap up here? No, I think we covered it all. Right, that's it. Yeah, good to have football back. And we'll be back later this week for our picks for week number two. Oh, U.S. Open, we could talk about that. I don't know. We could talk about that Wednesday, but it should be a real doozy at Wingfoot. The rough is like six inches, I think. Oh, yeah. It, is, it looks like it's going to be a slaughterhouse out there. Say your prayers for these golfers. It does not look fun. This say no... Windyke Country Club rough we got out there. That's for sure. But, but uh, all right. We'll be back on Wednesday for a whole bunch of picks for the upcoming weekend. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk to you then.